0: I guess I guess I gotta throw the tea up since Martin uh, since Martin shouted it out. Tracy, come on! Is anybody in here actually from Tracy, or is it just me and my wife? Okay, it's me and Talon. It's cool. It's better than Lathrop. I oh I said that on the mic. Oh I, hey um no Tracy it's a small town it's cool we're all small town people um but man I'm excited for tonight I just want to real quick thank uh, Martin I ain't calling you the comb-over cutie I will never call you that um, but Martin the flight attendant with the glasses and the, Everything you got going on, bro, you remind me of a flight attendant, so yeah, okay, he got his little round of applause, Uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple of announcements that he made, Uh, first is our lock-in, September 14th, everyone say September 14th, yeah, it's going to be really fun, it's going to be here, it's $10, and we're going to stay the night, we'll have games, we'll have food, we'll raffle off prizes, so if you want to come and get a prize... You might get a prize, and prizes are cool. Like Pastor Chris always says, "If it's free, it's me." You know what I'm saying? So, um, it'll be fun. September 14th, and then the second thing is basics. Come on, <laughs> basics. I'm excited for basics. It started um, started again tonight, and we, we had a lot of students tonight. So uh, I'm just excited for it to continue to go to continue to go well. If you want, you can still sign up. There's still time. Um, we'd love to get you in basics and just so you can grow in your relationship with God. Really, it's the best way to grow in your relationship with God. Um, but like, so that's all the announcements I have for you. Um, like Martin said, we're continuing our sermon series, "Lights Out." And can you guys do me a favor? Can we move everybody to the middle, real quick? Sorry, people on the side. I'm sorry, but it's just easier if I could just focus on the middle since we're a little bit lighter tonight. Um, I'm excited. Sorry, I. I I'm doing this to you, but sorry, I had to do it. I'm excited. I just got a wow, Matt. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for tonight. We're continuing our sermon series, Lights Out, and, and what I want to title this message tonight is Just Hold On. Just hold on. Everyone say that with me, just hold on. Just hold on. Anyone ever been in a situation where you've had to like really push and like just barely hold on to make it? You know what I'm saying? Where you're just like, I'm just holding on by a thread. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever been there? Like, for me, it was when I was 12 years old, and I was playing soccer, and, yeah, soccer conditioning was not fun. I remember we were doing these conditioning drills, and my coach was like, come on, one more lap. And I was like, you know what I said? I said, no. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. I wanted to though. I, I wanted to. I was thinking into my brain. I was like, "No, I can't do it." Right, but I had to just hold on. I had to just push through one more time. I had to just hold on so that way I could I could be conditioned so that way when I played I didn't pass out on the field. You know what I'm saying? Anybody like ever felt like that? Maybe it's not soccer, but like PE. Anybody hate PE? You know what I'm saying? Like they make. I loved it, but I'm just. I know there's people out there that hate it. Like. Like, I'm 24 now, so I don't like running, so I'm with you guys. Like, I'm with you. I don't like running. When I run, I'm like, Ugh, just hold on. I'm almost done. Like, I can almost get to my water and watch the Warriors on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to run no more. I just want to watch TV. You know what I'm saying? Anybody there with me? Come on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited um, to preach to you guys about just holding on, but tonight we're going to focus on just holding on to God. Just focusing on God. Just hold on to God. And if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Isaiah chapter 42. Uh, Isaiah chapter 42. If you could throw that slide up there, thank you. Uh, And we're going to, before we start, before we get into it, I want to give you a little background into this, um, this, where we're we're taking place with the scripture. I'm going to pray first and then give you the background. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I pray that you would have your way tonight, Lord. I pray that you would increase and I would decrease, God. I pray that, that every word that comes out of my mouth would be from you, Lord. I pray that you would give words to your people. I pray that, you would, that we would hear you, that everything that, that we hear tonight would be clear and it would be from you, God. I pray that you would just continue to call us deeper in you tonight, God, and I thank you for everything that you're doing. And the warehouse said... Amen. Amen. So, so we're picking up in Isaiah chapter 42. And if you don't know anything about the book of Isaiah, it was written by a prophet of God. Um, a, and a prophet is someone basically who prophesies. <laughs> Funny. Um, and so this, this, this is taking place hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. And when this scripture is actually taking place in Isaiah chapter 42, the Israelites are going through it. Okay. They're going through a hard time. Like they're barely just holding on. Okay, they're in exile right now. They've actually basically got their land took. Like, they got their stuff stolen and they got pushed out to the desert, basically. Like, the Israelites are going through it right here. And so the passage we're going to pick up in is, is, is the prophet. He's writing to the people, and he's actually writing a prophecy about the Messiah. He's, he's, he's writing to them about Jesus, who's going to come hundreds of years later, and he's describing his characteristics. But what I love what he's doing is he's saying, we're going through it right now. Anyone ever like been going through it, like going through a hard time, you know what I'm saying? They're going through a hard time. And what he's saying, what the prophet is doing, he's saying, don't fix your eyes on your situation right now. Fix your eyes on the Messiah who's coming. Fix your eyes on God. Okay? That's where we're going. And so I'm going to read this. It says, here's Isaiah 42, chapter 1. Or Isaiah chapter 42, verse 1. Here is my servant. And this is a prophecy. This This is the characteristics of Jesus. And this is being said hundreds of years before he's born. It says, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not alter or be discouraged till, next slide please, he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to all the people in and in life to those who walk on it. The Lord, ha- I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take your hand. I will keep you. Next slide, please. And will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles to open the eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. See, what the prophet is doing here is he's saying, I know you're going through a rough time, but you need to look on the promise. You need to look at the characteristics of who I am, because Jesus is God. I love what he's doing. He, and, and if you could go to the next slide, it's my first point. God is saying that you need to hold on to the promises of God. You need to hold on to the promises of God. See, the, the Israelites in his time didn't have a whole lot of hope, right? They were going through a tough time. They didn't have a whole lot of hope. But God is saying, you need to hold on to my promise. And, and when we go through a tough time, I think a lot of times we do what the Israelites do, right? Our eyes come down. We stop focusing on God, and we start focusing on our situation, But you need to not hold on to the promises of you. You need to hold on to the promises of God. See, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He calls you a son. He calls you a daughter. And he's a king, so that means that you're a prince or you're a princess. That means that you're royalty. Jeremiah chapter 29 says, I have a plan and a purpose for your life that is good, not to harm you, but to make you prosper. See, you need to hold on to the promises of God even when you don't feel it. Right And these people right here, they aren't really feeling it. They're in exile. They have lost their land. This is a bad time. But he's taking their eyes and he's lifting them. He's saying, look at me. And I love what he does. He doesn't say, look, he doesn't, he doesn't remind them of their characteristics. Because he could just list off why they're in exile, right? Like, you did this. You made that mistake. You made this mistake. You did that. And that's why you were pushed out. He says, no, this is who God is, and that's where I need your focus. That's where I need your eyes. See, I think a lot of times we just focus on ourselves and our situation, which is natural because we're human, right? But if you're going to hold on to the promises of God, you can't focus just on yourself. It leads me to my next point, if you could put it up. It's if we're going to hold on to something, you have to let go of something else. If you're going to hold on to something, you have to let go of something else. I love what he's saying. He's saying, I, God, he's saying, I need you to hold on to my promises, but you're going to have to let go of something. Look, if I hold on to this table, if I want to be sturdy in holding on to this table, I can't do it while I'm holding the microphone right? Like, look, there's this, I'm going to grab a couple things. There's this pole here, right? If I'm going to hold on to this pole and be sturdy and not be blown around, I can't do it while I'm holding the microphone. I need to put the microphone down so I can, so I can really grab it, right? I need to, if I'm going to hold on to something, I need to let go of something else, right? Like, where's Juan? There's Juan. Juan's like the most talented musician that I know, okay? Like, yeah, come on. He is. He really is. I love Juan. But see, Juan, have you? I, let me ask you a question. Can you hold a guitar and play the guitar and hold a microphone at the same time? Can't do it, right? Listen, he's talented and he's gifted, but he can't even do that. See, in order to, do, to, to, to hold on to the promises of God, we have to let go of the stuff that he doesn't want us to hold on to. If you want to be sturdy, and, yeah, come on, give him praise, let's give him praise. If you want to be sturdy in your relationship with God, you can't hold on to the things that he doesn't want you to hold on to. And, and can we throw up the next slide? It's verse 8. I love it. I love it. It says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or praise to idols. We have to let go of the idols in our life. And, and maybe you don't have, like a, like, a little closet where you have, like, a statue and you pray to a statue. Like, if you do, find me after and we're going to pray but, because that's that's, like, intense. Like, some people do. I'm not even... But uh, maybe your idol is a relationship. Maybe your idol is a sin that you've been holding on to for far too long. Maybe your idol is trusting in yourself. Or maybe your idol is even like insecurity. Can I tell you your idol doesn't have to be something that you enjoy? Your idol can be something that tears you apart, but you need to let it go. See, I th- I, 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 as I was praying, I feel like God was, was, was saying there's a lot of people that are going to be in the room that are struggling with insecurity. I don't know who it is, but he's saying there's a lot of people in the room that are struggling with insecurity. Can I tell you why? Let me kill that right now. Can I tell you why you're struggling with insecurity? It's because your eyes are on yourself. Your eyes aren't on him. If your eyes are on him... Yeah, come on. If your eyes are on him, how could you be so worried about you? And I know it's hard, but it's the truth, right? You can't focus on two things equally. I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. My dog is, like, deathly afraid of two things in the world, right? And that's the vacuum, and that's the shower. That's water, like taking a bath. He doesn't like to be clean, right? And one time, like, we found out what he was more afraid of. Okay, so one time I was in the shower, and I was showering, and and my wife got the vacuum out and started vacuuming, right? And she's vacuuming, and she's vacuuming, and all of a sudden, I don't know she's vacuuming. I'm in the shower, and I hear doo-doo right behind me, and I start freaking out because I'm like, whoa. I look down, and there's my little Dre. Actually, not little. He's like 85 pounds. There's my massive golden retriever in the corner of the bathtub, like, shaking. I'm like, what is wrong with you? turns out my wife was vacuuming so you can't be focused on two things equally you can't be afraid of two things equally your focus is on you is on the or, or or even not if it's just insecurity your focus is on earthly things or your focus is on heavenly things where is your focus and this message is a little bit challenging tonight but where is your focus are you giving your attention to idols are you giving something or someone more attention than you're giving God? And I'm not, I'm not free from this. I, it's me too. It's all of us. I think we all have something in our life. You know what? Right now, Lord, I pray that you would show everybody their idol tonight. Because I think everybody in this room has something that they're putting and that's hindering them from completely giving their life to you. I, I pray that you would take us to a new level tonight, God, and that you would just begin to show us our idol right now. Jesus. Jesus. Do it. Show us our idol, God. Lord, I pray that that idol would have no more authority in our lives than you do. I pray that you would kill that idol, whether it's insecurity, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a sin, whether it's fear, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety. Lord, I pray that it would go because you have authority. And I love what God says. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. I love what he says. He says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. Check this out. He says, I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. He doesn't say I don't want to. He says, I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. See, what God is saying, he's saying, no, 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 you worship me or you worship the idol. Where's your eyes? Where's your focus? Where's your heart? I will not share it. And I love that we, that we serve a God that will not share. Because if someone's willing to share you, they don't love you. Come on. If someone's willing to share you, they don't care about you. It's true, right? Like if you're in a relationship, see, we're called the bride of Christ. People don't share. I'm not sharing my bride. No. That's why I love my God. He says, I will not yield my glory or my praise to idols. And what he's doing is he's lifting the people's eyes. He's saying, look at me again. I know you're going through it. I know it's dark in your life, but lift your eyes to me because I'm here. And I never went anywhere. And I never will go anywhere. (laughs) You just need to look at me. I know it's challenging. I'm challenging you guys tonight intentionally. God said, you know what, they need a challenge tonight. Where is your focus? You want to see, see God really move in your life? Well, are you serving him or are you serving your idols? You want to see God really move in the lives of your friends? Well, are you serving him or are you serving your idols? Because, see, when we clear out our idols, other people notice. When your life is completely gone after God, other people take note. Because the, the, they can see your idols. Believe it or not, other people can see your idols all over you. Other people can, you, anybody know that person who's like, like it's like, I'm sorry, you're all, like, all in high school and middle school. But anybody ever seen that high school relationship where like he or she is way more into the other one than the other one is? Right? Like, we can all see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he loves her. She barely likes him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the truth. Everybody can see your idol. But when they see that idol erase and you glorify God, ooh, that can change a life. That can change the course of someone's destiny. Not because of something you did, but someone you served. Not because you mustered up enough strength to do it and to bring someone to Jesus. It's because you simply cleaned out your closet. You simply gave your idols no more attention, you pushed them down. Who are you serving? And it's me, too. I, I, I'm guilty of it, too. We all are. But I think tonight we're going to step on our idols. I pray tonight that we would step on our idols and say, you know what? You have no more authority in my life. I'm going to give God the authority over my life. And it leads me to my last point. And if the worship team could come up, that would be great. If you could throw it up there. It's this. You need to hold on even when you don't know where God is taking you. See, God's given you a promise, right? God's given you a promise, and you need to hold on. You need to let go of the idols so that you can hold on to him. And let me tell you the truth is when you do that, it can get a little scary because you become dependent on him. When you let go of the idols and hold on to him, see, a lot of times the idols is is what we use to cover, to put a mask on. You know what I'm saying? We put insecurity on, and it's a mask, and it covers up what we're afraid of. Mm -mm. You need to hold on to God even when you don't know where he's taking you. If you could put the next slide up, the the, the scripture, please. And it's Isaiah 42, chapter 42, verse 16. It's a a few more verses later in 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 the passage. And this is God, and he's saying, I will lead the blinds by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into the light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them check this out, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. So he's saying, you're going to follow me, now I'm going to lead you somewhere you've never been. And to be honest, that can be scary, but we need to follow him even when we don't know where we're going. See, I'm going to follow God no matter where he tells me to go. If in 10 years he tells me to go to China, I'm going to go to China. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Chinese food is good, but I can't do it every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, but if God says go, you best believe I'm going to go. Why? Not because I'm, what in, what's in China for me is safe, but it's because God is leading me there. Look, it says, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known along unfamiliar paths. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into the light before them. Ooh, he'll turn the darkness into the light before you. I'm <laughs> talking about this whole series about how we go through darkness, and it's true. We go through darkness, and the Israelites are in the middle of this dark season. And he's saying, no, no, lift your eyes, look at me. I'll lead you. Stop lowering your eyes. Stop looking at you. You can't lead you. You've never been capable. You'll walk around the desert for a thousand years. Lift your eyes. I know it's scary where I'm going. but Like Pastor Chris preached last week, he goes before us and he goes behind us. What are you afraid of? And I think some of us are at a point in our relationship with God that we've never been. I think we're at a dependency. We're becoming dependent on God, and that's good. And and, and it's scary. But he's saying, I will lead you. I'm there. You're looking around, and you're saying, okay, Jesus, I believe in you, but I don't know where you're going. Can I tell you you'll never know? You'll never know. There's a lot of things that happened in my life this year that I was not ready for. A lot of things that happened in my life that I didn't expect. But I'm okay. Because I know who's leading me. In the middle of the darkness. There's been a lot of darkness in my life this year. In the middle of it all. <laughs> he says, don't worry, I'm there. I'm leading you. I love that it says, I will turn the darkness into light before your very eyes. I'll make the rough places smooth. I've had a lot of bumps this year. But every time I hit a bump, I see what God does in my life. He's there. He's going to lead you. And I feel like this is a message. And God's calling you deeper tonight. And he's saying, I need you to go with me wherever I take you. (laughs) Maybe you're going back to school, right? You're back to school. Maybe he's taking you into the high school. Lord knows that can be a dark place. He's taking you into middle school. You know that could be a dark place. Don't be afraid to shine his light because he's with you. He'll lead you. He'll turn the darkness into light right in front of you. He's saying if you'll stand, there's a lot of darkness at your high school. But if you'll stand, you're going to see darkness turn to light. (laughs) If you'll stand, you're going to watch me move. See, as Christians, it doesn't necessarily matter where we go because we have the light inside of us. If you'll stand, the light's there. What are you afraid of? He's going before you. He'll turn the darkness into light right before you. But you have to hold on to his promise and you have to let go of the idols. You have to hold on to what he has set before you, to what he's called you to, not what the world says you are. I think sometimes we grab the wrong thing and then we got a fistful of stuff and we're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do with it, right? Like, this is my depression. This is my sin. This is my shame. This is my guilt. And God's just saying, let it go. Grab onto me. You don't have to carry it anymore. Your guilt, you don't have to carry it anymore. You have to hold on to my promise. I declared that you were new. Will you hold on to that? And then we sin and we fall right back into condemnation and guilt and shame. And we grab it and we pick it up again. And he shakes you and he says, hey, let go of that. And then I feel like for like a week we hold on to him. We grab him back and then we're back in our mess. And then we pick that back up. See, I feel like we're going back and forth sometimes. Hold on to his promise. Let go of the idol. Hold on to his promise. Hold on to what he says about you. And if you don't know what he says about you, you need to read your Bible. You need to get in your word. It's the truth. Listen, I love that you guys come on Wednesdays and Sundays, but that's not enough. You can't know enough about you to stave off the enemy on a Wednesday or a Sunday. You need to get in your word. You need to pray. You need to say, God, I need you to show me who I am. Because if you don't know, you can't hold on to that promise. He's going to call you to places that you didn't expect, but you need to know him to go there. You need to know who you are. And I feel like God's just going to do something tonight where he's going to take away the darkness in our life. He's going to take away the idols, and and we're going to lay it down, and we're going to pick up his promise for us. We're going to pick up his plan for us. So with everybody's eyes closed and no one looking around, I want to do this. I want to say...